0: and you're listening to Podcast & Amplify, a podcast for women entrepreneurs who want to amplify their voice and brand through podcasting and grow a wildly successful business. I'm the executive producer and host and an entrepreneur, and I love helping women grow their visibility, mindset, and business to the next level. Each week, I share tips on how to launch and leverage your podcast, and I'm bringing on the very best business leaders to give you advice on how to build your business empire. Let's amplify your voice and business. Hey there, welcome back to Podcast and Amplify. Today's guest is going to talk to us about a topic that I think a lot of people have a hard time with. A lot of people say they really dislike. Um, and we're going to be talking about sales, really how to rethink sales, approach it differently. And as my guest says, empathy can be your superpower in sales. So welcome Shi Chen to the show. Hi, you're so glad to be here. Yeah. So Shi Chen is a certified business coach. She's a wife and mama to two sassy daughters And she helps service-based experts who are really good at what they do to also become really good at marketing, sales, and leadership. She has a background in education. She has experience as an expat. You'll have to tell us about that. (laughs) And um, she's trained as a solution-focused coach. So she's really great at helping business owners to build simple, profitable, sustainable businesses. Um, that contribute to a fulfilling life. So we're we're out here. We want fulfilling, thriving lives, not uh, stress, hustle lives, right? Yes, yes, it's, it's all about that yeah. fulfilling life. Well, thank you for being here, and let's jump in. And I'd love for you to tell me about a pivotal moment that got you to where you are today in this moment. Well, that's such a powerful question to lead off with,
1: and it's so interesting because i think when you look back on my at least my entrepreneurial journey there's like there's a lot of like little things but i think for me a pivotal moment is always just like is just like deciding to really go all in on my business and so for me i actually I launched my business in around 2016. i started as a life and leadership coach and then once i had my Two sassy daughters. <laughs> um, I kind of took a little bit of a break and and um, I'm turning to leave and stayed at home with them. But then um, once my once my daughter was like more of like a toddler age, I kind of got the itch again to pick pick up my coaching business again. Um, and it was around 2020 where I was like, okay, I I think it's time for me to start working again. And we all know what happened in 2020. <laughs> all right, the world shut down. I was home with these two toddlers. I still had that strong desire to want to be able to Coach. And I just had this like immense feeling of mom guilt over like whatever choice that I made. Like, do I work again? Do I, you know, stay at home? And so, a pivotal moment for me wasn't having like an all or nothing sort of mentality, but it was more of like, what would it look like to have both? What would it look like to just make progress in my business while also being true to what was important to me at the time, which was like raising my family and really having that almost like that long term vision. Of if I wanted my coaching to be my long-term career, if I wanted to do this for the long haul, what would it look like in this season? And so that was a big um, pivotal moment for me because I think it gave me so much permission to really get clear on my version of success, right? To really be like, like what what do I want to do? How do I want to look like? How do I want to spend my time? How much money do I want to make? And really getting clear on things like my revenue goals, how I wanted to help people, but also what in my day to day look like as well too.
0: Yeah. I love how, you know, you took that time to get that clarity. Clarity is so important and also committed. It's like that clarity plus commitment is really powerful. And I think a lot of the times we can be like one foot in one foot out. Um, but it's like when you're really double down and you're like, this is what I'm doing and I'm going to find a way I think that's when we become really unstoppable and the outcome might not be what we envisioned, but we are getting closer to the thing that we are wanting just by, you know, doing those two things, getting the clarity um, and the commitment. Uh, You did mention in your bio about being an expat. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I have a background in education.
1: Um, and so after college, I was like, where can I teach? <laughs> that would be somewhere other than the United States. And so I had the opportunity to go to Beijing, China and teach there as a as a English as a second language teacher. And so, you know, my my family is Chinese. And so. I still had relatives in China as well too, and so I think that was kind of a cool experience for me to just learn more about like the culture, also have some gain some work experiences, and to to be in an environment where kind of like both worlds collided because I was I got to work with um, Chinese staff and also other teachers from all around the world, and also having my students be from all over the world too, and so it was such a experience just to learn about people of different backgrounds and and to be able to, to just kind of open, open my horizons a little bit at such a young
0: professional age. Yeah. And being immersed in another culture, I mean, there's really nothing like it. It's such a great experience. Yeah. Um, And so let's, let's pivot away from what I was curious about. (laughs) So let's pivot and we'll talk about, um, we'll dive into this sales, the sales that I think everyone, not everyone, a lot of people feel uncomfortable around the traditional sales method and approach. And I know you approach it differently. So what are some of the things that business owners need to really unlearn about sales? Yeah, I think, I mean, this is definitely from my own experience as well too, of like, I
1: w- was so much more comfortable with the work. Like I was so, I was really comfortable with coaching, just put a person in front of me and I can i I'm comfortable with coaching. But when it came to selling and telling people about what I do and how I could help them, I think that was kind of like a, like it's kind of like an ick factor. And I know a lot of um, people that I work with, that's kind of their initial reaction when they hear of sale. They think of something that's, like the typical picture of like a used car salesman sort of tactics. And I think the reason why a lot of people think that is because they had an experience where they, as a customer, they were not listened to, they were pushed into something they didn't want to do um, or, you know, what what have you. But I think one big thing to really unlearn about sales is that if you're a business owner, sales is actually, it could be a form of business self-care. Right. And what I mean by that is, Without money coming in, you actually don't get to do the work that you want to do. Um, or another way to think about that is, if you get really good at sales, then you get to do more of the work that you do. And a lot of pe- people that I work with are service-based people, right? Like like you, who you know help people with their podcasts or creatives or consultants, coaches, where we work really closely with our clients, and so we actually get to choose who we get to work with, right? we have a certain capac- amount of, like, capacity of people that we get to work with, that we don't really have to sell to a, a whole bunch of people and do a, a lot of volume. We actually get to choose who is the best fit for our work. And so when we think of business as, or sales as business self-care, like we're really taking care of our business. But then on the other side of that, sales is also could be service as well too. And what I mean by that is when you approach sales as, hey, I'm just going to help this potential client make the best decision for their business and for their life. It is of service for me to be able to understand what are their needs? What are their challenges? How can I help them? What are some things that they've tried before? And have been frustrated with the results? How can I help them get to their goals? And so I think when you really approach sales in a way that is like you can try to find the best fit for both you and your potential client, that's the win. And whether that is, yes, you're a great fit, we're going to work together, or no, <laughs> we're not a good fit to work together, or Hey, yes, like I would love to work with you, but not right now. I think that releases so much pressure for you to rely on things that may feel icky to you.
0: Yeah, I love the the reframe of sales being an act of service. You know, you're really seeking to help people, and you can only help people if it's the right fit. Absolutely. That's gonna be the best mutually beneficial. Experience. Um, And then sales as self care. I love that. Um, Because you're right, it's the more money you have, the more you can take care of yourself, the more you can grow your business, the more you can serve more clients, the more you can take care of your community around you, whether it's your family or, yeah. So I love thinking about sales in that way. And when you were saying that, I felt like my heart just kind of expanding instead of the normal feeling of that constriction and that pressure that you mentioned, um, where I, yeah, I do think it comes from feeling like you have to make the sale Mm -hmm. no matter what. And that's the end goal. And, you know, when you shift that to, is this going to be a good fit do I want to work with this person? Will I be helping this person? And that's just such a different way to look at selling to people and and how you approach them. So how can we, you know, this all ties into, I think, a big part of your message around empathy, bringing empathy into sales, bringing more of your humanity into our sales process. So can you talk a little bit about that yeah I, the reason why I talk about
1: bringing humanity into a sales process is that a lot of times a lot of people don't realize that during the sales process, like it's a pretty vulnerable process. Again, because you are selling something that is really personal to you, you're selling work that you do, um, as opposed to selling something like a product, right? Something that's outside of yourself, like um, you know, a candle or my husband sells. Pens <laughs> and different, um, you know, everyday carry items, right? Like you're really almost like putting yourself on the line. Like this is, this is my work. Some to a lot of people have the personal brand. And so it can feel really vulnerable in that process. And a lot of times that can bring up a lot of fear and resistance. Like what are people going to think of me? And those kind of things. But I remind my clients all the time that whatever fear that you're feeling, your potential client actually has a lot more on the line than you do. The reason why I remind them of that is so to help them to shift that focus away from you as a salesperson and to get onto your potential client. That way, when you can focus your energy, again, on, on on listening to what your potential client's needs are and helping them to make the best decision for them, that actually allows you to just have a conversation. Right. And to actually understand like, oh, there's another human, right. Who can potentially invest thousands of dollars with you, time, attention, energy through your work together and really seeing them as, okay, can we, can we partner in this way as, as people, as, as team members, as coach, as, as whatever. And so really understanding that it's going to feel vulnerable because it is. Right. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But then also being OK with just having just conversations in the sales process as well, too.
0: Yeah, that's you're dealing with other humans. So, yeah. you know, it's just remembering that it doesn't have to just feel transactional. Um, I think that's where a lot of people feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I don't like that, or if I'm feeling manipulated or it's transactional, the person's not really seeing me, right? Like that's mm-hmm. really important. And I like that you mentioned the vulnerability part and normalizing that sales can feel very vulnerable and like it's okay to be vulnerable. That made me think, okay, what are ways that we can take care of ourselves around that process? Yeah. Because we know we're going into. This vulnerable space for some of us where it feels really uncomfortable. So, I don't know if you have any suggestions for that. One thing that comes to mind when you talk about, okay, so we understand that sales is a
1: personal process, but then how can we take care of ourselves in the process? One helpful thing um, that has really been a game changer for me is to just understand that, yes, understand that sales is our job, but then within that, understand what's within my control and then what's not within my control. For example, like what's in my control is I I can choose the type of sales actions that I do, or I can choose who I want to connect with, or I can choose, uh, you know, how often I post on social media or, or how I follow up with people. But what I can't choose, what's not in my control is who <laughs> ends up working with me, when they end up working with me. So I think that has been a big learning curve in my own journey and what I see in the work that I do with my clients is when you understand, okay, what's within your control so that you can continue to consistently do those sales actions, and then releasing all the things that are within like not within your control, I think that kind of alleviates some of the things like feeling rejected when someone says no, or or just feeling frustrated when you thought it was gonna go a certain way. And 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 really being able to take care of yourself and your energy of knowing, wait, like this is this is what I can do and this is what I can't do.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really important to acknowledge definitely when it comes to sales so much of sales is not within your control. Oh, so much of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a, that's a tough one for me. Um, you know, I tend to like to have a plan and I like to know the outcome, but so much of business has taught me that you just have to let go. Yeah. There's a lot of uncertainty and just gotta, you gotta let go of that. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this conversation. I wanted to pop in real quick to let you know about something I created that I think you'll really enjoy. So I know you're a visionary with a purpose. You want to create deeper connection with your community. You want to call in those soul clients and you want to share your message in a way that feels really aligned. I created a free workshop. It's called launch a binge-worthy podcast, and it's all about how to create a heart-centered podcast that will attract those soul aligned listeners and grow your business. You can go to podcastandamplify.com to get access. All right, friends, back to the show. I also wanted to talk about, you know, choosing sales actions that really suit your strengths and who you are.
1: Once you realize, okay, like there are things that I can do in sales is my job. Might as well get good at it, right? And might as well choose things that we enjoy. <laughs> so. We want to do it for the long term. And so you're just really asking yourself the question of like, who do I like to connect with? What type of people energize me? And how do I like to connect with people? Um, and then really choosing those sales action that you can feel like, okay, even at the bare minimum, like what can I be consistent with? And so, for example, a lot of my clients are tend to be introverts, right? And so they will choose things like maybe they prefer like one on one coffee chats, or maybe they have a podcast or, Uh, Maybe they offer things like a mini coaching session, right? I think it's, there's no right or wrong. I think it's just like choosing what, what, what lights you up. And, and, and even if you don't want to do it, (laughs) it's something that you could continue to be consistent with. And then I have some clients who love being front and center. And so they love hosting things like networking events, or they love public speaking, I think just really understanding how can I spread my message in a way that I like really and really checking in with, okay, like, how did I feel after this, knowing that you're not going to feel fulfilled after everything that you do, because sometimes you just got to do it, but allowing yourself to lead with things that you are good at, because you'll have to continue to do those over and over again.
0: Yeah, I think it's just a smart way to operate because, you know, you don't want to create any unnecessary resistance. Right. So if you lean yeah. into the things that feel good or at least feel a lot more comfortable than other things, it's funny. You mentioned that you worked with introverts and then you mentioned like a few ways that they, you know, sell offers and all of the things you mentioned I do. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and those are the things that like you feel like they're your strengths. and You enjoy doing. Yeah, it just makes life so much easier. It's like, yeah, just do the thing that you enjoy, and
1: exactly because I think I think in this space a lot of more attention can go on things that are like the front and center things, but it doesn't have to be the way that you run your business. You can be you can be successful when you give yourself permission to do it in a way that you enjoy and that doesn't drain your energy, right? I think that that is when
0: business gets a little bit more fun
1: and fulfilling. Yeah.
0: And like you mentioned, like there's no one right way, which I really wanted there to be when I first mm-hmm. started. Oh my <laughs> God, just, just tell I, me just the tell way. i <laughs> And I'm good at following a map. Like <laughs> tell me, but, you know, having to learn that hard lesson of, oh, okay. I mean, it seems like it's easier to follow steps, but I think at the end of the day, it's actually easier to follow your own self and your own intuition and your own strengths. Yeah. And then, so how do you help clients set right fit sales goals? This is
1: a, this is an interesting question. The reason why I kind of frame this as a right fit sales goals is because there there can be a lot of noise online of people telling you like what your sales goals should be. I know when I first started, it was well, I don't know, 5K months and now 10K months, 100K years, you know, and it's just kind of like the number gets bigger right. and the time
0: frame gets shorter. It's going to be um, like million dollar months. <laughs> exactly. Like, wow. exactly. How do we jump there? <laughs> hey,
1: exactly. And Hey, I'm here for it. If that's, if that is your right fit goal, then go for it. But, um, for a lot of people, I think it's just, again, realize understanding okay, what is your definition of success, really getting clear on what the season of life that you're in, just like going back to like my pivotal moment of just like tuning out what everyone else is saying and just like, Hey, what do I actually want out of my business and my life? Let's, let's both get like mathy about it in terms of like understanding what your revenue number is. But then let's also look at, like your services and your product suite, and making sure that the services that you provide can actually help you to meet those goals. And really, again, like understanding, okay, what are those daily, weekly, monthly sales actions that you can take that are within your control to help you to make progress towards that. Um, And I think that is kind of how I help my clients to set those is to understand, okay, what is like the target that we're shooting, but then what are some of the processes? What are some of the habits that we can cultivate? What are some things that we can do to help you to make progress towards those goals?
0: Yeah. And you mentioned something that reminded me, you know, how important it is to like what you're selling, you know, how important it is to create offers that. Do feel really aligned, and you're are excited to share with other people, um, because if you're already having trouble doing the sales thing, um, mm-hmm. which you know doing it in a way where it's about connection is a lot easier. But then if you don't have that other part of you know being able to talk about something that you're selling to people, it's just going to be kind of a I don't want to say train wreck, but it's going to be. Challenging, it's going to be really challenging. Yeah, you, yeah, you really have to be excited about your services. Yeah, yeah. I and right? I kind of and learned that one too. I think through trial and error, um, and coaching. Yeah. Um, it yeah. was like, oh yeah, you have to. Are you like really lit up by this? Or am <laughs> not getting that sense, you know. And and I think too, when you're, I don't know if it's an introverted thing, but when you're kind of like, oh, what you say is what you mean kind of person Mm -hmm. it's like there it's even more important right where it's like you have to be like a whole body behind the offer that you're selling yeah I get to be pretty congruent with with what you're what you're offering
1: like you have yeah like bought in like this the work that I do can can help you can change your life and I'm I'm excited about it and you know and that could translate your sales process. I can can start with you for sure.
0: Um, and then, so how can we stay motivated when maybe we're falling short of our sales goals and we're just kind of like not hitting that number that we have set and how can we just like, keep, keep fighting the fight, keep fighting the fight. I think
1: this is so common. So I just want to like normalize, normalize it. And I think there's always just acknowledging that there's going to be a gap between where you are right now and where you want to be right your sales goals and that's kind of like the whole point of so of setting goals right it's just to have that target to work towards and I think the thing that changed for me is instead of thinking of your goals as kind of like a measuring stick of like I have to hit it or else and then I, and then I succeed or if I fall short of it then I fail instead of so having that again like that's Success or failure, sort of mindset. It's really understanding that for me, the purpose of setting those goals is to help me to make progress towards them. Right to set something that you know, if you want to start out with being realistic, great. If you want to stretch it, great. But when you have that, it's it's just something that you can work towards, right? Something that you can make progress and something that you can celebrate all of your tiny wins along the way to really acknowledge the progress that you're making to really see like. Oh, like i I actually am getting better at talking to people about my product. Oh, I actually am receiving referrals from, from past clients that I've worked with. Right. And I think just again, like re, one way to stay motivated is for you to be able to just really acknowledge the progress that you're doing to really un- remember your why, even on a smaller scale. And so But for me, like I went through a slow kind of sales slump last summer. And I think what motivated me was, again, just like reconnect with people, really talk to people in my audience and have a little coffee chats with them and stuff like that. Um, And just to remember that there are people who are interested in the work that I'm doing or kind of need your help. And so really understanding this is the way that I can keep going, right? By acknowledging a lot of the small wins along the way. And not having, not feeling like a failure if you haven't hit your big goal yet. Because you don't have to hit it within a certain time frame as long as you keep going, right? And so for me, whenever I set a goal, I always kind of like release when I have to do it, right? And that way I can just continue to, again, I'll go check in and things like that, but I'll continue to work towards that.
0: Yeah, I like the working towards you know, setting it as like, okay, I, I can make progress towards that goal. Um, I think there is a lot wrapped up in hitting whether or not you hit that number and the idea of failing or yeah. winning, right? <laughs> like we yeah. can tend to put on reaching those sales goals. And I also loved reconnecting with people to remind you that, Yeah, there are people out there who are interested. They may not be interested now, but you're still laying the groundwork. You're still making connections. It can be easy to think when the sales aren't coming in or the discovery calls aren't coming in that, oh, no one's interested in what I'm offering. And so that's why I loved your suggestion of like, no, just keep, keep putting yourself out there um, it's just that you haven't met the right people yet. And maybe you have actually met the right people, you just don't know it and it's not the right timing. But um, that can be so much fuel um, that connection with other people and just hearing like what they have going on. And um, so I really love that suggestion. So to wrap up, I wanted to ask your signature question, which is what is your superpower? Um, my superpower is, I would say it's like a combination of
1: the creativity and connection. Um, I think again, going back to being an expat, I just kind of see like the best of both worlds and how to like blend that together. Like I'm never like a, you have the all or nothing. It's gotta be this way or that way. I kind of see like how we can find the best of the little things and connect that to people. So whether that is just connecting people together or, being creative in terms of helping people with their marketing and their sales. I think that's definitely my superpower of blending the creativity with the connection, um, but also being like really strategic about, about things so that we can like maximize the time and efforts that you put into your business.
0: So it sounds like you're really using all of your superpowers to really help people inside of your business. And it sounds very aligned, which is, Fantastic, and you're kind of living out that message that you're you're putting out there, which is always really great to see. And um, I want to make sure that people can find out more about you. So, if you want to share any place that people can get connected to you, yeah. So, I love um, being on Instagram.
1: So, my handle is at Shi Chen Coaching. S H I C H E N Coaching. Um, And I also uh, love to connect with people through my email community. So, and I, I like to offer a free, like, thirty-minute business breakthrough session for people on my email list every month, and so that would be the best ways to connect with me here.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, and um, we'll definitely share those links in the show notes. And yeah, thank you for sharing your perspective and I think very needed approach to sales. It was so a glad to be here. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. So if you found this episode really valuable, I'd love for you to head on over to Instagram and share your big takeaways, any aha moments that you had and tag me at podcast and amplify. If you have any questions, make sure to hit me up in the DMs. And if you have any friends or fellow entrepreneurs who you think would get a ton of value from the show, make sure to share this episode with them. Your recommendations and your reviews are really what helped grow this podcast. And we are always so grateful for your support. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.